Welcome to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. The aim of the podcast is to get us all talking about money more. Talking about money is still considered to be a taboo. We don't talk about money enough. Women don't talk about money enough. And that needs to stop. In this podcast, my guests and I talk about money, mindset, and how to turn around limiting beliefs, allowing you to develop a healthy, wealthy money mindset. Our relationship with money doesn't just affect our finances, but impacts every aspect of our business. And most of all, our own sense of self-value and self-worth. By mastering your mindset, you can in turn master the money you make in your business. Welcome to the latest episode of Let's Talk Money and More. And today is another brilliant guest episode. Today I am talking with Sylvia Del Corso. Sylvia is the director of Pink SEO Limited, an SEO agency in West London, and she's been working as an SEO specialist for nearly 10 years, helping more than 400 small businesses be found online, which is her company's strapline. Sylvia is a mother of two and co-ran with her husband their family-led digital agency in Italy, then relocated with the family to London in 2016, where she founded her current company. Welcome to the podcast, Sylvia. Thank you very much for agreeing to come on. Thank you, Leslie. It's my pleasure. I'm really happy to be here. So I'm going to ask you the same question I ask all my guests. What is your money story? Well, it's a long and particular one because I come from a different country and uh, there have been lots of changes. Uh, Just to give you a little bit of background, uh, as it's easier to understand, I wasn't born here from my accent. You can understand I'm from Italy, surely. And well, it's a very beautiful place where I was from. Uh, We used to be living on the seaside in Tuscany, which is a dream place to be. But it wasn't uh, a dream uh, in the day-to-day life because the situation right now, the economic situation there is not really happy. And uh, as a teenager and a young child, you study, you do your university studies, you start uh, working, and then you realize that the economic situation is really in a crisis. Uh, So you struggle being paid. uh, And then in our cases, uh, we wanted to be entrepreneurs, uh, my husband and I. So we launched uh, a digital agency, which is more or less the same thing that I'm doing here uh, now that I'm in SEO. Uh, but, uh, back in Italy, we launched, uh, we launched this agency full of hopes and dreams. Uh, and then we started facing program problems, uh, meaning that clients weren't able to pay. And it's not that they didn't want to. We've seen companies that had been existing for three generations and they had to close. Uh, yeah. It, 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 we've really, really seen 
painful uh, and dramatic situations uh, and we were kind of at the end of it because uh, they they were struggling to pay their employees uh, and they weren't paying invoices uh, as quickly as it can so like the 90 day time to be paid on an invoice is when things go well <laughs> it's not when things go wrong so uh, and people may know it if they're doing business with Italy at the moment, the situation is uh, dramatic. At the other end of it, uh, we have a taxation system that's, uh, again, uh, very peculiar, so very strong uh, on the small fishes. Uh, So we were crushed, literally crushed. Uh, And a young family, two kids, uh, again, all full of hopes and dreams. And then you realize that uh, you can't uh, be... You don't have ambitions for the incredible. Uh, you don't have ambition, ambitions for the huge holidays somewhere. You, you just would like to be doing normal stuff <laughs> and you struggle. And it sounds odd to be saying that, but uh, in the moment, uh, it's just uh, something that completely freaks you out, particularly if you do not have uh, a safety net uh, under you made by parents and relatives and someone that can support you so there are moments uh, in which with the responsibility of kids and a family and so on uh, they were literally panicking mm-hmm. and then we started my husband in particular started getting job offers abroad because uh, he is uh, in the IT and high level developers so he was getting offers uh, and we were struggling. We didn't want to move because you're not asking it's asking you why would you want to leave it? But then the more we were struggling, the more these offers were starting to sound somehow appealing. So we said, okay, let's apply and see where we go. He got through all the stages of the process. Uh, and I remember it was 10, 2016, the evening of the final of the football championships. Uh, and uh, he was speaking with the recruiter and he was getting the final offer. And she asked, what would be your salary expectations? And he would, he said a typical Italian amount uh, and she kind of laughed and she said, well, you know, we were about to offer you this. Uh, and it was like a huge amount more than what he asked. Ooh. So I remember he just put the call on pause and he said to the family that was there, guys, we're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like in a couple of weeks, uh, we packed the house, the cats <laughs> and everything. And we moved here and we were lucky because the place we were off, the, the place he was off was here in West London, a very beautiful place. We'd never been uh, in London and now I love it. Uh, it's really my city, my place. And things have been really different here. I mean, really in terms of uh, things started uh, to become easier. And on my end, uh, I I really wanted again to be running my own business because in the beginning I started being employed uh, somewhere, but uh, it wasn't my thing. I am an entrepreneur. So I relaunched uh, an agency. This time I said, I don't want to go down the generalist route of the mm, digital marketing agency. I'll only go very specialized uh, into SEO only. So we're an SEO agency now. And the 
way that you are supported uh, by a network of other businesses and organizations uh, and even at the government level, whatever you need, whatever questions you have, things just work. <laughs> and I know it sounds uh, silly, but just the basic, plain, simple things. Uh, it's uh, so much easier <laughs> to run a business here, a small business. I mean, I'm not saying it's all paradise, but uh, things work the same it's easier. The, the way they should. Yeah. And uh, if you're committed, you always need to be committed. You always need to spend your sweat and tears on doing stuff but then you see the results uh, and that's so much of a satisfaction because then you can build something in the end the reason why we're doing all this is for the kids uh, it's not for ourselves only is to make sure that they will never have to go through what we did uh, if they want to st- keep studying and only focus on studying. They don't have to kind of start the studying and working when they're 14. Uh, they can just focus on being very good uh, in their studies. And if they have a dream, they can do it. In Italy, basically, you take the job that you find. Even if you have an ambition for doing something, you take the job that you find. Here, if they want to do something, they can actually go and do what they yeah. want. So the reason why we're doing it uh, basically is for them. And it's a different way of approaching. Now, it's from the scarcity to feeling that money can be an energy, it, not just a currency, but something that you then reuse uh, in different ways yeah. and fueling someone else uh, who then will be su- fueling someone else again. Uh, so in the end, it's all a matter of uh, uh, doing things uh, and keeping things moving. Yeah. So, and, and having options as well. What, what was it that drove you to be an entrepreneur rather than taking, as you said, the more traditional Italian route to have a, a salaried job? Well, it was, there were a couple of things. Flexibility, because uh, being a mom uh, and a mom of two young kids, uh, I wanted uh, to be able to attend a sports day or a nativity play if uh, it's there. But it wasn't just that. It was the satisfaction of doing something that's mine. It was the possibility of taking my own choices, of building something that's mine. Uh, I really like uh, seeing the progression that we've been through and the way we've changed through learning. So all of the things that you see and you understand how they work here, they change the, the decisions uh, that you take but in the end it's something that grows uh, and fills me all immense pride in the end absolutely yeah absolutely you mentioned a scarcity mindset there so do you believe you had a scarcity mindset initially you cannot uh, not have it uh, when everything is like that. Uh, I mean, when you're in a state of panic for anything, you can't really think that uh, things will come to me uh, when every day nothing is coming your way and uh, you are just going from one worry to another in a always more worried state. Uh, that was a circle that didn't... Yeah 
find any way to be broken. Uh, so you don't think that I can do this to break the circle, if not uh, a big decision like the one that we've done. Uh, and we should have done it way earlier, I think. So, yeah, in the end, it was a scarcity situation because it was just uh, on a survival instinct. Uh, you were just every day adrenaline filled and trying to deal with that uh, constant fight or flight situation in which you need to make decisions and try to, yeah, to, to, to make things work as you can. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And in coming to the UK, what change for you do you think with regards to your thoughts, your mindset around money? Well, it was different because in the end, uh, uh, we felt even more isolated uh, and, and even shorter a, a non-existing safety net. Because uh, if at least before we could speak with someone in person uh, for comfort, not that they, we could get any material support, but at least an emotional support. Yeah, you didn't even have that. <laughs> so you could speak with people online over the phone or remotely, but then it was really just the four of us. Uh, but uh, there were the means. Uh, I mean, the basic material substance like having a salary that's what should be and allows you to take decisions uh, and having a business that if you know how to run it because uh, I'm not saying it's easy I've been consulted uh, in different ways by different business coaches and consultants since uh, I relaunched the business uh, six years ago so I'm not saying that I've done it on my own knowledge and skills but with the right sort of advice uh, if you follow up with the advice and do the legwork, uh, then you see that the profits are coming through. So then you've got uh, something that you can consider, you can reinvest, you can make work and in some sort of future investment uh, or some ways that it will be something that you can enjoy today, but that you are going to be leaving to the kids uh, to start in a much easier way than it was before. Yeah, absolutely. And as far as your children are concerned, what what messages do you think that they are picking up from you and your husband in terms of what options they have available to them that you felt weren't available to you? Uh, it's a good question because I keep wondering uh, how to find the right balance uh, between making them feel that they can afford uh, a little bit uh, of something if the time comes, uh, which was not our case. Uh, when it was our time, it was always uh, uh, different. Uh, and uh, keeping them uh, connected to the value of uh, things. Uh, one thing that I've seen is that, uh, at least in my case, they see how much, and in their dad's case as well, they see how much time uh, and effort it takes uh, to get. So they see the satisfaction uh, of, of what uh, uh, we can bring home, but they also see how much uh, effort we put in. Uh, so they understand that it doesn't come from the sky. So sometimes when they have uh, some unreasonable or not unreasonable but less reasonable requests then we 
put them back into the reality. How long does it take? How much effort does it take to get this thing? Do you realize uh, it's less time that we can spend together and so on? So it's making them see the value of uh, the money. So it's not uh, a ephemeral, ethereal value, but it's actually something that's material and that's connected with uh, a transaction of energy and time uh, and even just uh, mind space uh, being always there. So uh, one thing with my husband, with my kids that I've seen is that uh, my son is keen to become an entrepreneur himself he's got his own uh, uh, passion into architecture but he sees himself running something on his own and he says I'd like the freedom of being on my own so this is picking up uh, we got a long way to go because he's still 14 but uh, he's got uh, now he's I, at least I can see him having dreams and ambitions uh, and it's something that fills me, me with joy because when I was speaking with relatives young relatives in Italy I remember speaking with a, at the time 16, 18 years old uh, saying why she wasn't really liking studies much so I said what would you like to do in life let's try and find your dream uh, and she didn't have any dreams uh, and I was just because yeah. how come can you not have any dreams? Because being in that sort of situation then takes your dreams away. You don't even dare to dream anymore. And that's just really, really scary. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And it's interesting because my son finished his GCS, GCSEs yesterday and um, he's now 16. So it's a time where he could be getting you know, a holiday job, a Saturday job, etc. And he's been saying all along he doesn't want to get a traditional holiday job. He wants to um, make music and be paid for making music. And my husband and I were a little bit torn because obviously we run our own businesses. We have we have two businesses and we were both brought up to go and get inverted commas, a proper job during the holidays. Um, Yet we are both entrepreneurs and we definitely want to encourage that entrepreneurial spirit in our son. But at the same time. I want him to appreciate that in order to make money, you do have to put a certain amount of effort in. It's not going to be, I'm deciding to do this and the results are going to come tomorrow or the day after or the day after that. But I heard somebody speaking earlier this morning, funnily enough, and they said a really, really interesting thing that teenagers today are watching social media, etc., And they are seeing the likes of influencers and, you know, people who are in the creative industries supposedly making large amounts of money very, very easily. So there is a mindset possibly developing that says I can easily make a lot of money by doing it my way rather than looking at, yes, you can make a lot of money, but in the early days, there has to be an investment, usually of your time and effort. And it's quite difficult, I think, these days for us as a parent, as parents, to balance that. So our children get that opportunity to be entrepreneurial, but at the same time, to balance that with a point has to come 
where they are creating their income and supporting certain elements of their life. My son is 16, so I'm not expecting him to be paying rent or anything like that. But if he wants to have, you know, new clothes and, you know, new Xbox games and whatever, there has to be an effort that's put in. How do you think we balance that? Well, it takes a discussion around celebrities because uh, it seems like celebrities uh, are born celebrities uh, and they are just born uh, as uh, high net worth individuals uh, from nothing so even if they are actresses uh, or actors or singers or influencers whatever it is um, they see them online and they think that they just decided I want to be famous tomorrow, I'm famous uh, and I'm rich. Uh, and then you ask, why wouldn't anyone want to do that? Exactly. I mean, it, it's just, it, it, I'm happy to see that they still have uh, all of these uh, illusions because uh, then they will bash <laughs> into reality and they will start dissipate uh, many of these illusions. But as parents, uh, we need to be going through rationals uh, so the rationality of things so if you want to do something it's all a matter of give and take uh, you give as much as you take uh, then you may become something famous someone famous but even in that case uh, you give out something because you give out your own privacy you give out your own uh, personality you give out your own uh, uh, private space so you're not private anymore and if you're sneezing in a tissue the next day someone will be buying that brand of tissue because they saw you doing that so no aspect of your life is private ever again so you need to decide if that is what you want so yeah it's making them understand that there is always a price to pay and some things are easier to achieve uh, some things may be more for example with them they see the difference with their dad their dad didn't want to have the entrepreneurial stress anymore he rather preferred being in a big solid uh, fabulous company but he's doing his nine to five and when the five is finished that's it for the day yeah. and when it's holidays it's holidays yeah. uh, and he keeps mocking me because when it's holidays for me sometimes I'm freaking out because there is that and this and that situation and he keeps telling me you never really off yes but I'm also off when I want yeah. uh, so again there's always a price to pay and you need to see and, and what, what, what's what yours your price, uh, exactly what, yeah yeah what your price is absolutely you know and what we've said to you know our son is you know we will leave it until September to see how this develops and if it hasn't developed anywhere then the alternative is he has to go and approach Waitrose Tesco's whatever and see but I think you are right to encourage that entrepreneurial spirit but balance it with reality as well. That's what our role as a parent is too. And as you were talking there, it reminded me, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before, a lot of people don't understand what drives us as entrepreneurs. Um, and somebody said to me sometime last year, um, entrepreneurs will work 80 to 90 hours a week to avoid working 40 hours for somebody else. And I think there is you know, a lot of truth in that. I don't work 80 to 90 hours a week now, but when I first set up my business, I probably did. 
I probably could work those hours in my business because I love what I do so much. And very often for entrepreneurs, it's almost the cross we have to bear is actually taking physically taking ourselves away from our work can feel as uncomfortable as it does for somebody having to go into work. But I think, you know, we are we are born, we're not created as entrepreneurs. No, it's true. And it's something that nobody really tells you in the beginning because they tell you, you need to keep your boundaries. You need to be mindful of your own time, but nobody really tells you that in the beginning, it's going to be really, really intensive. So then you end up really liking what you do and spending a lot of hours. Uh, and I went in burnout and very close to burnout, but uh, then you become a little bit more disciplined, uh, you start getting a better structure, you start getting a team, uh, so once you hired someone and you got the organization, then you're not uh, yourself uh, in the first line all the time, and you can finally take some time off, but it's taken some years to get there. So... Yeah, it's something that in the end can burn, uh, but it also gives, uh, it needs to give as much as it takes. Uh, so it, it gives you that sense of pride of saying, this is something that I built and didn't exist. And now it's an entity that's not me, because in the beginning you merge yourself completely with your business. Uh, so you feel like it's an extension of you instead. It's not me but I spawned it uh, yeah. and it's something that I created. It's like one child of mine. So it's uh, it, now it, it needs to go with its own legs, but uh, it's, uh, I, I started it out uh, and it wasn't easy in the beginning. So and how, how did you develop that mindset that went from when you first came across from Italy and you set up the business and you were, a solopreneur to now actually having invested in a team and to have that support, but at the same time to have that level of financial commitment in having a team. What inner work did you have to do to, to be in the place you are now? Well, it was the only possible choice uh, for the business because when you are doing it on your own, uh, you, re you reach a capacity and a, a, you don't grow anymore and you stay where you are or uh, you keep burning the candle at both ends uh, and you then you burn out uh, and in that case it doesn't last long. But uh, if you want to keep growing it, uh, you can't rely on yourself anymore. So then you have to detach yourself uh, and to understand uh, how you can create a structure and who's going to be doing what. So again, in my case, it was all a matter of being really, really comfortable with numbers uh, and knowing what's, what comes in, what's the revenue, what's the profit, what are the overheads, uh, and where do we sit uh, with people, uh, which sort of people uh, am I going to have freelancers, am I going to have, a, so I want to have my own people, so it's, uh, but it took a while to get there. Uh, and that's the only, see, the only way that I can see this 
working and it was in a way the same way that it was working back in Italy. So I think that I'm kind of recreating a dream that was shattered back back then because we used to have the agency, we used to have office premises full of people. It was a fantastic situation. And then when we closed it, uh, it was a little bit disappointing because the people who didn't know what to do then, but it wasn't just economically sustainable anymore. So in some way, I kind of, kind of rebuilding what failed before. So if I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly, essentially what you're saying is if you want to grow your business, if you want to avoid burnout, you really need to think about what investment is needed and where it's needed and intentionally plan for that. Well, I'm not a business consultant, so I can't say, and every business is different. Uh, so you really need to see case by case. Uh, uh, but uh, there are situations uh, in which you only can plan for growth uh, if uh, if you've got a structure around it. Yeah. yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, no, I understand. And as far as the future is concerned, what are you planning? What are the plans at the moment for you and your organization? Uh, well, I am seeing it growing uh, and uh, I really think that uh, uh, we got the right structure around. Uh, so I really, really see that uh, little by little, keeping going on, tracking and testing, we can get there. Question I like to occasionally ask my clients, particularly when they've dealt with a lot of change in their lives, as you have done moving from Italy across to the UK, closing a business, opening a new business. What would you now say to your younger self? Well, it's a long conversation that I could have. But basically, I would say that you can do whatever you want and you can do things that you wouldn't ever thought uh, possible. So it's just a matter of doing things step by step, little by little. Because when you think of them in the beginning as the whole thing, uh, they seem overwhelming and they seem impossible to be doing. When we came here, there were days in which everything was so huge uh, and so panicking that not to freak out, I had to divide my days into half an hour, a minute, because everything was new. New school, new doctor, new pharmacy, new church, new supermarket, new everything. And I didn't know how to do anything. So I, but luckily I spoke the language so I could understand and be understood. But uh, everything was so much that the only way I could go into my day without uh, a panic attack was saying, okay, let me look at the next half an hour. What am I going to do? Okay, now let me look at the next half an hour. And that was it. Then I extended to an hour and so on, but that was it. So you can do whatever you were thrown into. It's just a matter of uh, sometimes making the decisions that seem a little bit too big. Uh, they can be done uh, if you really have to do them. So we wouldn't have moved uh, if so easily if we weren't forced. Because we've got plenty of friends still back there. They're still struggling, but they're not in a dramatic situation. So the triggering reason in their case uh, is not enough uh, to outbalance uh, the friction uh, of moving. So they remain and they complain. And they don't leave because uh, they're not uh, forced. It's easier to jump off a building if the building is on fire. Otherwise, you would not jump off a building. 
So if you're forced to do stuff, uh, then it may be something that was due to happen. I don't know. It depends if someone is from that sort of fatalist mindset, but uh, um, little by little, mini bits at a time, you can go through really the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're so right. I think if you believe you can and you take that intentional action to move yourself forward in small steps in a program way, not trying to do it all at once, but recognizing it can be done if you decide it can be done, then I think that is a way to approach you know, a lot of the things that we all have potentially going on around us, particularly having come out of the pandemic, looking at what's going on, you know, with the cost of living crisis, et cetera, et cetera. If you, you can either choose to stay in your comfort zone, which might still be uncomfortable, but not maybe as uncomfortable as being shoved out of your comfort zone, or you can choose to take full advantage of being pushed out of your comfort zone and taking things by the scruff of the neck and turning it into something that you I would say Sylvia are clearly delighted with now yeah so yeah and we should have done it earlier but uh, yeah you only take these huge decisions sometimes when there is no other choice uh, and we should have been wiser and have done it before so yeah if there is a tip that I would give uh, is not to wait too long, uh, not to wait until the house is on fire. If you start smelling the smoke, <laughs> then maybe it's time to go. Oh, I think that's a great place to end, actually. You know, don't wait until your house is on fire. Smell the smoke, make a plan, and then go for it. Thank you very much. So how can people connect with you, reach out to you? Well, on my website, the website of my company, pinkseo.marketing, you'll find uh, who we are, the SEO services that we offer, and myself on LinkedIn, uh, Silvia Del Corso, with an I, the Italian spelling. Everybody <laughs> says it with a Y. In my case, it's with, a y, with an I. And then, yeah, we've got uh, an Instagram, a Facebook, and everything, but they're not as used as LinkedIn. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. Well, we will include everything in the show notes so people can easily find you thank you very much for your time today i've really really enjoyed speaking to you thank you thank you so much really thanks very much for listening to the latest episode of the let's talk money and more podcast i really hope you enjoyed it if you would like to better understand your relationship with money then please head to the resources section on my website the money confidence academy and download my monthly Money Mindset Audit. This will allow you to create a benchmark for where your relationship with money is right now and allow you to continue to measure it on a monthly basis as you do the inner work to improve it. You will also find a copy of my Money Archetypes Assessment at the same time, which will allow you to start to really understand which are your three primary money archetypes driving your relationship with money and how to use this information to make, spend, keep and invest more money. Or if you are a female online business owner, why not join my free money confidence community over on Facebook? A link to the group and other ways to connect with me can be found in the show notes. Finally, if you have enjoyed listening to the podcast, please do tell others about it 
and I would love it if you rated it and gave a review.